Hey, what's up, everybody? Yeah, uh, gonna be talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. This is very light spoilers, everybody. I can't promise you that there won't be any spoilers, but these are so light. I We are not gonna be getting into, like, major story beats. Not gonna be spo- spoiling the crap out of this movie. So if you're really worried about spoilers, don't listen at all. But if you're okay uh, with light spoilers and reactions to the movie, then this podcast is gonna be fine for you, and you're gonna have, like, like a better grasp of like what to maybe expect going into the movie when it drops in theaters on Thursday or whether you see it over the weekend. Anyway, I've dropped it, this podcast, uh, divided it into two parts. The first part is with Connor from CRPRights.com, who I saw the movie with. We'll get into that. And then the second part is Jake and me and Jake asking me questions about the movie. Again, these are very non-spoilery, but if you are totally adverse to spoilers at all, don't listen. Turn it off now. But if you're totally fine with light spoilers, then go ahead and listen, guys. Enjoy! Stephen Strange. The Illuminati will see you now. We will see what kind of Doctor Strange you are. What he says, you can control everything. Strange. We can prepare you. You open the doorway between universes. We don't know who or what we want for it. This set into madness. This is the only way. I'm ready. This path exacts a heavy toll. Okay. Bonus episode. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. It's a trap. Good it, toss it, good it, take it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, hey, erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over, counterculture, push over. Pop culture. Leftover. Uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftover. Sure always talent. It's the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. All right, hey, welcome to a. This is a bonus episode, uh, and I we're going to be talking about uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, a movie that I got to to see last night, and we're going to very light spoilers. I really want to keep this for the most part pretty much spoiler free. Uh, if there is anything that we talk about, we won't get into like specific details about certain things that happen throughout the movie. Um, but I think that you will learn a little bit more about the movie before you go into it. Maybe what to expect, maybe what to anticipate. I'm not alone. I'm joined by the person that invited me to go see the movie last night, uh, Connor from CRPRights.com. Connor, welcome to this episode. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's uh, great to be on. Big fan. Yeah, man. I was uh, really, I mean, it was like short notice. You, you asked me to come and I was just like, you know, I had to put a few things together to make it happen, but I was able to make it happen and it was really awesome meeting you. And um, I, I want to thank you for the opportunity to watch this movie, um, you know, last night. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. I knew as a, a big Marvel fan like you, uh, I should invite you for sure. Dude, I'm... When the end came through, I, I knew... I had to invite you. Yeah, well, I appreciate it, man. I had to move mountains, but I moved them, man. I said, get the fuck out of my way. I got to see this movie. Um, yeah, uh, before we jump into everything, tell everybody uh, about your site and, and how they can find you and, and basically what you're doing over there at CRPRights.com. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm the editor-in-chief at CRPRights.com. Uh, it's a little uh, movie review site. We also focus on television reviews and uh, documentaries. Uh, we try to get reviews out uh, four times a week, Monday to Thursday. Uh, it can sometimes be all over the place, but we try to be pretty frequent. Uh, you can always check us out on Twitter and any socials, really, at crprights.com, uh, uh, and that will be changing soon uh, to just crprights, hopefully. But you can check us out on any socials. Very cool. Yeah, man. Um, you also wrote up a... Uh, sorry, I had to turn off my phone there. Jeez, that's what happens when I record midday. Um, but uh, you also wrote up a, a review 
about this movie. I'm going to go ahead and link that in the show notes for everybody. So that way you can check out Connor's review for Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But I really wanted to just get your overall, you know, first off, I want to get your overall thoughts on the movie. Is it something... Um, and I mean, you don't have to use our rating system if you don't want to. It's totally up to you. Um, but I mean, what were your overall thoughts about this latest entry into the MCU? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll go ahead and actually use your rating system. Um, so I, I would give it personally a high taste it overall. Uh, I went in relatively, uh, I, I enjoy Dr. Strange, uh, overall. Uh, I think Benjamin Cumberbatch, it does a fantastic job as the character, but he's never been like my go-to Avenger by any means. Uh, the first Dr. Strange film, uh, I thought visually it was really appealing, but I just thought it was kind of a lackluster entry in the MCU. Uh, so really, um, the idea of a sequel to Doctor Strange never really grabbed me up until Sam Raimi came on board. And uh, when Sam Raimi came on board, I was just ready to hopefully get some more Sam Raimi because uh, Oz, the Great and Powerful, wasn't really a great uh, film from him, and I was looking for more horror from him. And we got it here. We got a, a great mix of Marvel with some horror elements. Uh, I think it's a really solid film. Uh, it's it's a great mix of all his elements together, uh, but it is uh, it does have some plot issues and and some rough pacing. But overall, I thought it was a great time. Yeah, man. I think like I'm not actually going to rate it on this episode. I'm I'm, I'm definitely need to see it again. And I, there's still things that I need to process from the movie. Where I think it really succeeds is I think. I think it's a successful movie. I think it's very, very good, and I think everybody needs to watch this. I think it 100% succeeds as a Sam Raimi movie. It feels very Raimi, especially, like, once you get into, like, the third act. I mean, of course, you can pick up on stuff throughout the movie, but once you really get into that third act, I mean, just Raimi bleeds through. If you're familiar with his directing style, his visuals, and what he brings to the table. I think where... What I'm worried about for the people that may not love this as much as I'm, I, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is I think people need to kind of temper their expectations of like what they're going to get in this movie. I think people think that, you know what I'm, do you understand what I'm saying? Like it, it's called multiverse of madness. I think people think that it's just going to bust the doors wide open for everything and anything possible. And I think for some people that have probably stayed away from the spoilers, it might just do that. But if you know some of the spoilers that are out there and you're expecting maybe more and bigger and maybe it might not bring that. But I think as far as just like a great MCU entry and as far as like a Sam Raimi movie, if you want to get that Sam Raimi horror vibe and and see what he does with Doctor Strange, I think it's definitely there. I just think that people might be... I don't know if you agree with me. Do do you think people might be expecting a little bit more than this movie actually delivers when it comes to huge reveals? Uh, I mean, I I personally was, but that's just due to all these rumors out there. Uh, I do think that there's a lot more cameos online about uh, that were supposed to be in the film, rumored to be in the film, that just weren't in the film. I do think that the few that we did get uh, were uh, really great. Um, I I thought, uh, like, one in particular, we won't go into spoilers, but uh, one did get a, a pretty good reaction from the audience uh, when uh, that character did show up. Uh, and I uh, I think that people just need to go in expecting it to be a Doctor Strange film, uh, that they're just kind of going to be have some fantastic visuals throughout, and then to expect some cameos. And obviously, if you've seen the trailer, you know some cameos that are 100% in the film just because they're revealed in the the trailer but uh i would just go in with low expectations cameo wise and uh go in for just a great mcu film overall yeah what do you think did you feel like the do you feel like the movie moves do you think the pacing was good i thought the uh i actually had a pretty rough time with the opening scene i thought the opening scene was a little too much cgi uh i mentioned in my review uh on the site that uh I do think that it's it's a little it just seemed like a lot and I don't know if it was the audio in the particular theater we were in or, or what but it just it didn't draw me in uh, sound wise or visually uh, at the beginning because it starts with a big chase scene and a big fight and uh, I think after that happens and we move away from that and especially more into uh, revealing that Wanda is the big bad of the film 
I think the film expands, and I, I think pacing-wise, it, it kind of uh, kind of uh, starts going pretty well paced. But uh, I do think that it does have some hiccups along the way, uh, going from dimension to dimension. And uh, but I, I I think the last half of the film to me is the best half of the film. I really love the the, the latter half because it's just full Raimi. That's oh man, I'm right there with you. I figure like the last half of the movie is is a hundred percent all Raimi, and um, I mean, there's definitely some parts in it where I kind of just, as a Raimi fan, it just makes you like giddy. It makes you want to fucking squeal in the theater. Like, I mean, here's the thing: it'll be nice to see this with a packed audience. Um, do you think maybe that affected your excitement level of this as well? Because like it was basically us and maybe seven or eight other people in that theater. Yeah, I, I think so. I think if you went in with uh, a, a good crowd, um, just you gotta make sure you go at the right time. I think, uh, especially those cameos and the big moments, uh, you'll get a good reaction from MCU fans and horror fans, especially Raimi fans. I, I think uh, it'll be cool seeing it definitely around opening weekend to see what the reaction is compared to our, our relatively silent theater. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I did I did have a good time uh, kind of going without any kind of noise around me because that is one thing with mm-hmm. these big films that you do have that that uh, thing that might happen on opening weekend of big Marvel movies where people do talk and they're on their phone. So we'll see how that is. But I think reaction wise, I think it'll be nice to have a good roar around you uh, when things are revealed throughout. Yeah, um, I w- I will say that I. No, I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna save some of the and it's what I was gonna say was not even a spoiler. I was just gonna compare it to some of the other entries in the MCU that have come out recently and kind of like where this one ranks. But I'll I'll actually I'm go- I'm going to to save that. Um, any I mean what else, I know there's other points bullet points that you want to hit touch upon. Uh, you can definitely dive into those if you want to, Connor. Yeah. Uh, so. Basically, uh, I really, for me, uh, I, I didn't get around. I am not a big Disney Plus fan, so I, I haven't really dove into those uh, TV shows much. Uh, so I did not see WandaVision, so I don't have that. I, I got kind of the bullet points of it. Um, but uh, up until that point uh, with Elizabeth Olsen, I liked her. And I know she's kind of evolved throughout the films, but I, I think this is by far her best performance as Wanda. I mean, you might disagree because you have seen WandaVision. Uh, do you think she's she's better in this or WandaVision? I mean, it's 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 very that's that's huh that's an interesting question. I think she basically takes what she did in WandaVision, which is the best we've seen her at, and then just kind of like elevated it here. And I mean, what was really cool about this movie is I think like I know it's called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, but I honestly feel like our big bad Wanda and you know Doctor Strange get equal time on screen. It feels like. To me, at least we get. I mean, um, I think she just takes her performance that she had from WandaVision, takes it to the next level in like this big event film. So she was great. She was probably as far as like, um, you know, what's going on in this movie. She's probably the best actor in this. Uh, Yeah, I I 100 percent agree with that. Um, And the way that she was able to. uh, to pull off because I've seen her in interviews and all this and she's she seems like just a genuinely nice person and so uh, cool to kind of see it from the interview perspective in her personal life to like her taking on this role and being so menacing and 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 a lot of the time she's pretty creepy too yeah like there's a whole hallway scene uh, where she's kind of limping and that's just that just was full-on horror and there was even a jump scare there. I, I thought that was uh, her whole performance there to me. And that's all just physical performance and makeup. And I, I really liked her there. Yeah. And there's okay. a, there's definitely an element of her like getting into other characters' heads and like messing with them. And it's it's really creepy. She does a great job. Um, Wanda looks fantastic. Um, and yeah, man, um, I, I really enjoyed her performance in this. I thought it... I, I felt like this is one of the darkest, definitely, I think maybe even the darkest entry into the MCU. Like, I know there's dark moments in Endgame, in, in um, 
uh, Infinity War and Endgame, you know, there there are deaths and things like that. But the overall, like just the the mood in this one just felt very dark. Um, I, yeah, no, it, it did for sure. Um, I I really I really thought it was a nice turn. It's going to be interesting uh, to see kind of how they go. I mean, they're just going to honestly probably just switch tones altogether in the next entries in the MCU. But uh, it'd be cool if they like continue doing kind of like these horror type films throughout the MCU. But I, I, I think personally, it's probably going to be a one and done kind of horror like genre piece. I, I, I don't think they'll dive back into kind of like the horror MCU much besides their horror, their Halloween um, special. Yeah, Werewolf by Night is what it is. Yeah, Werewolf by Night, and then possibly like a, a Man Thing Halloween special that's been rumored. But yeah, that 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 might be like a like a yearly kind of thing that they do. Yeah, there. Um, Go ahead. No, I, I I just lost it. I just lost it. Um, no, go ahead. I'll I'll think I'll figure out what I was going to say. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I do think that uh, that. To me, I don't know why this just popped in my head, but like as far as and it's not MCU connected, but as far as like the uh, some of the horror elements, it kind of reminded me of like the uh, and even like the big bad and I like the monster CGI monsters. It kind of reminded me of New Mutants a little bit uh, with kind of like the the big CGI monster fighting them at the beginning and mm-hmm. uh, and then kind of like the the grim tone of new mutants i know it's not connected whatsoever right it's i've eliminated from any kind of timeline within disney but uh, i i think it was cool kind of seeing them successfully doing kind of like a take like the bits that i love in new mutants which is not a lot uh <laughs> so i think uh zam raimi just like made this into like I, I don't know why i'm bringing it about new mutants but it's just basically it was so cool seeing like oh that was a horror film sort of superhero film and this is a full-on horror film with superhero elements and and actual characters that i i can get down with and and really invest my time into and it's really cool where they're going with strange uh well hopefully where they're going with strange um the other big thing i wanted to say is uh that i from the first doctor strange film uh i liked I, I'm a huge Rachel McAdams fan in general. Oh yeah, and I, I and I I liked her in the first Doctor Strange, but she wasn't in it too much. Um, and so I thought it was fantastic to see her in a relatively large supporting role. Um, I, I like I was glad she wasn't just a little cameo. I'm, I'm glad she kind of stuck around for uh, a good chunk of the film, and uh, I thought her performance was pretty good. Yeah, I thought she was great. I, I yes. Yes, I would agree. I would. I thought her performance was fantastic, and I thought the use of her in this movie, the actor, was really well done. I, and that relationship between uh, Palmer and Strange from the first movie does not get lost in this movie. And I, I respect Sam Raimi for not just kind of like pushing that relationship to the side in order to serve you know other things that are happening with wanda i mean that's still very much here and like you know sam does that so well like you watch spider-man spider-man 2 spider-man 3 that's an ongoing thing with you know toby and kirsten dunce their relationship and and i think sam just really you know brought a little bit of that actually a lot of that into this movie and just did a great job. I mean, I actually got emotional at one part. <laughs> so, um, yeah. uh, I, I was going to ask you because I, I, I find this interesting and it's great to have you on to talk about this now because Jake and I have talked about it on the podcast before. Like, I wonder what it's going to be like for people that have not seen WandaVision to go into yeah. this. Does this movie fill in, those gaps not beat by beat but does the movie do enough to where you kind of like understand where wanda is right now uh i think so uh i think it's definitely uh like i I mentioned i kind of got like the bullet points of what happened in wandavision like I, i knew how it ended uh but i think if you were to go in completely blind without knowing anything about wandavision 
I feel like the film does a well enough job at kind of telling you, but I don't know, honestly. Like, I, because have they, besides WandaVision, have they established these kids in an actual MCU film? No, this is, yeah, they, they, the, the kids were introduced so, into WandaVision. So this, this would be their first time, like, for someone that has not seen or heard anything about WandaVision, this would be their first time with those kids and that family dynamic. And I, I, I personally thought that it worked, uh, but I, I kind of knew the, the overlining, like, reasoning for it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I do see if someone went in and they were just kind of like, uh, okay, who are these kids? <laughs> so it was kind of like, what's, what's up with these kids? Why does she have an obsession with these kids all of a sudden? Um, I do think that might actually hinder hinder someone that knows no one, uh, nothing. I mean, nothing about WandaVision. I think uh, that might actually hinder their uh, reaction to the film overall, actually, because that's a pretty big, big piece of like why she's trying to do what she's doing. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, if you're a huge Sam Raimi fan, you know, and um, and if and if you don't know, you're about to know. But Bruce Campbell cameos in every one of his movies um when you look at spider-man bruce campbell made a cameo in all three of the spider-man movies um same actor he just played different characters throughout and this movie's no different i, I, I we're not going to spoil what it is but connor what did you think about the bruce campbell cameo in uh multiverse of madness i think uh I said I might be wrong, but I think that was my one, maybe one and only like laugh out loud moment in during the film. Like his his whole cameo was perfect in my opinion. As a Bruce Campbell fan, I thought his whole little thing there was just fantastic, and it had uh, it pulled some homage to his performance in Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness. It like it very much got physical. I'll say that, uh, and, and it very it let Bruce Campbell be the Bruce Campbell we know and love uh, even just for that little tiny bit uh, and it definitely got a good laugh out of me and I think it got a good laugh of you too dude I couldn't contain it <laughs> it was funny it was, I was I was very happy with it man you couldn't have said you could I couldn't have said it any better than you did man exactly it was it was perfect and it was almost I I I think Sam wanted to write it that way for Bruce. <laughs> he's he's like I'm gonna make you do this, and um, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. So yeah, a plus for the Bruce Campbell cameo in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I. I it, of course, I mean, it, it's very hard to not want to get into specifics, but I also want to be very respectful for people that haven't seen the movie yet and people that don't want to know too much more. Um, but I will, I, I will say that I do think people are going to go into a very fun movie. Do you think that this is kid-friendly? Uh, that's, I mean, I think it's, it's kid-friendly enough. I... Uh, I well, now I'm thinking about it, Brian. <laughs> so yeah. There's, there's that one scene uh, which which uh, is is not very friendly, family friendly, uh, near the middle of the film. I don't want to go into it because that's the, that's gigantic spoilers. But uh, I do think that scene that uh, I think parents might be the most upset by that scene, uh, just because there's there's a lot of uh, violence and I mean it's not you know not bloody violence but it's it's pretty graphic especially what they do to the one character um i i honestly i think that if you're okay with your your kids watching films like like ghostbusters and and like just very like casual horror films i think they're not going to have any issue uh seeing this film um but i mean i i think it might honestly be probably a good way to kind of uh, push kids into kind of like the horror genre too. I think it'd be maybe like a good starting point. Uh, I might be wrong saying that, but I feel like I feel like that that would be like a good starting point because uh, a lot of these uh, these kids and uh, just like younger fans of the MCU will be in the know of Doctor Strange and all these characters that are in the film, and then they have these horror elements spread throughout. And uh, I, I 
I know I'm kind of going all over the place, but I, I do think that more I think about it, this would actually be a great starting point to get you more into like the horror uh, horror genre as, as a little kid. Yeah, yeah, I guess it all depends. I mean, if, if you have a child that has... Uh, that is scared of monsters under the, under the bed or in the closet. Maybe don't have them watch this yet. M- once they've kind of grown out of that and they know, you know, that the you know monsters and movies aren't real and stuff like that, then I would say, yeah, go for it. Because, but I, I remember that there were kids like uh, growing up that would watch uh, Indiana Jones movies and like when a you know character's face would melt or something like that it would frighten them so it really depends on the child i mean maybe watch this one first without the kids and then come to that conclusion but um yeah i think for the most part they should be able to handle it just depends on the kid really Um, it definitely is the darkest i think the i would say it's the definitely the darkest entry into the mcu as of yet and i think i'm not saying that's a bad thing I just don't I don't think it was the funniest movie and you kind of touched on that like with the Bruce Campbell scene like of course Wong has his snarkiness and I loved it and I kind of cracked smiles at Wong and stuff like that um yeah I cracked a smile you know another character from the first movie kind of shows up and you know talking with strange and I kind of cracked a smile there but it it wasn't like huge like laugh out loud moments like you get with like you know the Thor Ragnarok or or Guardians of the Galaxies Volume One and Two. It was, it was very funny moments. I think smartly played comedy, um, but mostly a darker tone in this one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely leaning towards more of the uh, the darkness of the story. I mean, the story is dark. I mean, it's it's about this uh, this woman that's trying to basically steal someone's life to to be out and while also trying to steal this person's life she's trying to murder someone to get there <laughs> it's a uh, it's a lot of uh, sinister uh, a lot of sinister uh, behind the scenes to like uh, Wanda's actions to everything that she's doing here mm-hmm. um, I do I do think it's by far probably I mean obviously uh, obviously what uh, oh, man my, my head that's not working right now but uh, obviously, Thanos. I couldn't think of the word Thanos for some reason. <laughs> what Thanos did, it, it was obviously horrific. But the way that the Russos shot it, it was, I, I, it was, you know, disheartening and sad when people turn into dust, and it was horrifying in that moment. But it was a very like, it just seemed grim. But it, this film just seems dark overall. Like, uh, I don't know where I'm going, Brian. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine, man. You're fine. It's it's. I mean, we it's it's hard to talk about this movie without getting into certain specifics. Now, yeah. With, I guess the last question I have for you that I'm curious to ask you is, and without spoiling them, we do get a mid credits and a post credits scene. Thoughts? Uh, Did you so, like them? Not like them? Or you know, I, I I'm just curious. I, I absolutely love the the last uh, the after credits. <laughs> yeah. I, I absolutely love that. No, no doubt about that. I I actually I was not a fan of the mid credits one, but I think it's maybe just because I uh, the way Raimi ends the film, it's it's just I don't think that mid credit scene needed to be there. Uh, it just it felt like they could have just skipped that this time around and, and just went with the last after credit scene and it, I think it could have been good on its own uh, I think it kind of downplays what happens at the end of the film by rushing into this uh, mid credit scene uh, there's a, a cool uh, character introduction uh, I'm not too familiar with this character from uh, the comics or the backstory of this person but um, I, I do think the, the actor that, that's portraying this person uh, it was cool seeing them on screen for sure uh, but I, I, I wasn't blown away by uh, what they did on screen or uh, I actually thought like they, they have a little moment where they have a weapon I'm trying not to be spoilery at all but uh, where you have a weapon and there's they basically open reality and you see through reality and I, I was not a big fan of that CGI in that moment either um, I don't know I just it was underwhelming for me but also I, I just didn't have a big 
uh, understanding of who this person was. Um, I just basically was going off of a fantastic end to this film, and then it kind of just felt undercut by this thing plopped in the middle. But, but what did you think, Brian? I'm kind of right there with you. Like, I wish there was another way that they could have given us that mid credit scene without taking away from the impact of what we had just watched at the end of the movie. Right? I mean, it was... Yeah. It did, And what you said after we watched it, it was like, you said, like, it felt like it was filmed by a completely... The mid credit scene felt like it was filmed by a different director. And I happen to agree with you. Yeah, it feels nothing like, like Raimi to me. Yeah. Yeah, it so felt I, like... I'm, I'm very curious... I'm very curious. It kind of felt, I don't know like how long ago they, they filmed it, but it just felt like maybe that was like the first thing Scott Derrickson, that's his name, right? Scott Derrickson. Scott Derrickson. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe that's like the only thing he got to do. And then Sam Raimi took over from there. (laughs) (laughs) They might've, they may have even gotten like uh, one of their company guys to come in there and do it. Maybe a second unit director, but typically it's like whoever's going to direct like the next movie, but see, that was a, yeah, like I because I know that they've had directors that were going to be you know directing a movie that ties into like whatever that mid credit scene is take on those duties. But this th- that mid credits is like it's more of a Doctor Strange storyline than anything <laughs> than anything else. It's not going to be we're not going to see that story unfold in a in a Guardians movie or a Thor movie. So yeah, so you you think that like because that that what happened has not been previously announced like i think there was rumors of this person showing up but like as far as like officially from marvel there's no like official word on like what film uh this adventure they're going on will be in that's correct yeah okay so we're just assuming it's going to be another doctor strange yeah right now yeah that's exactly yeah yeah i guess we'll we'll see see who takes on the mantle there i know i would i don't know it'd be interesting to see if raimi comes back to do another doctor strange yeah it'd be i don't know uh just i it'd be so far all the behind the scenes details seem like he had a good time working with marvel and kevin kevin feige on this one uh it seemed like he had a much better experience here than he did with oz yeah so so hopefully he does come back i mean i'd love to have another another horror like film by him um, I, or if he doesn't want to do another horror like film, if he wants to go full on, like kind of like cheesy like Tobey Maguire Spider Man, if he if he just wants to come do a, a Spider Man with Toby again, I'm cool with that too. But that's never going to happen. But <laughs> I know, I know. Oh God, I mean, we need, after Spider Man No Way Home comes out, everybody's like, we could get another Garfield movie, we could get another Toby movie. It's like you know, the sky is the limit. So I I I'd never want to rule out another. You know, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie because that would be amazing. But um, especially if Raimi came back and did it the way he wanted to do it, that would be incredible. But yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath either. Uh, Connor, man, thank you so much um, for for I guess uh, me and you kind of doing walking a tightrope, trying not to spoil everything for everybody. (laughs) But it was kind of difficult. I'll say that. (laughs) But I do think people have a lot to look forward to in this movie. I would just say my biggest recommendation is to just go into it. You're going to get a fun Sam Raimi movie, but just, I guess, temper your expectations for like what you're going to see or not see. Just go in and, and enjoy the story as it unfolds. And there still are surprises. If you even if you know spoilers, I think there still are plenty of surprises. Yeah, but it's best to play it safe and, and stay off. Uh, the, I would just mute the Doctor Strange hashtag right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, people are going wild. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I I mean, people have already taken screenshots. So yeah, be careful out there, guys. But Connor, thank you so much. Uh, people can head over to crprights.com and read your review. I'll link it in the show notes. Is there anything else you want to let people know? Uh, not at this moment. Uh, not, uh, but you guys can always check out our website uh, Monday to Thursday. New uh, movie reviews, TV reviews, and documentary reviews. You guys are doing a great job over there. I always appreciate your support of our podcast, and we'll continue to support you, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you.
Don't you wish there was a pop culture review site that appealed to cinephiles, both professional and casual? Well, look no further than CRPWrites.com. New content such as movie and TV reviews, film essays, and more are released every week by writers who crave for movies like every moviegoer craves for popcorn. CRP Rights is dedicated to making sure no one is wasting time or money where they shouldn't be. After all, you have to be able to buy your popcorn and eat it too. CRPRights.com. Casual reviews with purpose since 2018. All right. Hey, welcome back. It is part two of uh, this Doctor Strange. Uh, you know, I guess, Jake, I, I guess I want to call this a pregame, man. Yeah, I, that's a great name for it. Yeah. Doctor Strange pregame. I've seen the movie. You haven't seen the movie. I know you're a huge Raimi fan. I wanted to give you the opportunity. It's not like you don't get to fucking talk to my ass every week, but now you have a reason to want to talk to me every week. <laughs> 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 yeah, you got me with this one. I definitely want to talk to you. So, yeah, man. Um, I mean, I, I talked a little – I mean, I talked with Connor. I gave him my thoughts. But I want to – you know, and I'll, I'll – I'll, I mean, we're going to do this probably as non-spoiler as possible. Um, if you do, like, throughout the conversation want to get into something spoilery, I'll drop the warning and people can drop off the episode at that point. But um, I guess we'll start it off really light. But uh, what kind of questions do you have for me, man? I mean, the biggest question as a Raimi fan is, it, does it truly feel like a Raimi movie? I mean, that's the thing I think everyone really wants to know, at least from the Raimi fan perspective. Yes, I definitely. And Connor and I kind of talked about this in the first half, and I'll get into it more with you, is it definitely has its moments of a Raimi movie in the first half, but the second half is very much a Raimi movie. And... I will tell you that it's definitely the darkest entry I've ever seen uh, in the MCU. And um, I would say that the studio did not sacrifice Raimi's vision for like the overall, like, let's push the Marvel Cinematic Universe ahead. Like, they really, like, let him do what he wanted in this. And I, I said that if... If people go into this movie and for some reason they walk out of it and they're just like, oh, man, that just wasn't what I was expecting. I think maybe we need to temper our expectations with this one because the title is just so insane. Multiverse of Madness. And it's like, um, I will say, like, if you don't know of any of the spoilers that are out there, like this movie might live up to everything and more. But if you do know and you're expecting even more on top of that, like just mind blowing, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, you might walk away like a little like, oh, man, I, I was hoping that there would be more. But yeah, I can see that. I mean, with the title, they kind of staple some crazy expectations to mm -hmm. some of the fans with it. Like, yeah. But I'm kind of glad to hear that. Like, I don't want this movie to be like a flashpoint where it's got to, like, juggle the entire MCU moving forward. Like, at the end of the day, I want a good Raimi Doctor Strange movie, you know, first and foremost. I think you're going to get it, man. And I think you, I think once you hit that, definitely like the second half of the movie, um, that stuff really ramps up, man. There is I mean, th there are going to be moments in this where you're going to be thinking to yourself, like, oh my God, this is just like Evil Dead, or oh my God, this is just like Army of Darkness, and oh my God, that special effect right there looks like something that Raimi would have used in his earlier horror work, and it ju just so happens to be in this Doctor Strange movie. Um, and so, yeah, I think you'll be very happy. I think you'll be very happy. Oh man, that's so. I got so scared when he started to describe it, and he split it into halves. And you're like, well, the first half is very Raimi like, and I was expecting you to say, well, the second half is just Marvel formula. Even the kind of drops. Even though, even the first half, like it's it's very much a Raimi movie all the way through. But even in the first half, like I would say, like you know, you have the Spider-Man movies, you know, one, two, and three, where in each of those movies. You see the relationship between Toby and Kirsten Dunst's characters. And I mean, he, I thought Raimi did a great job in those movies, even like incorporating almost like the love triangle at one point. I think he did a great job with the relationships, not only like the character, 
the superhero, his persona, but having to deal with relationships as well, you know, as being a superhero and how difficult that can be. That Raimi really carried that over from like the first Doctor Strange where he has, you know, kind of like this off and on relationship with Dr. Palmer. Like he doesn't sacrifice Palmer at all in this. Like you still get Strange and Palmer and awkward moments together because you've seen in the trailers that the, there's a wedding and like he doesn't shy away from this stuff, the, the Christine Palmer stuff. It's really, really fucking good. That's awesome. So is this movie more violent and gory than the most extreme thing we've ever seen before Moon Knight? <laughs> are you talking are you serious? <laughs> it was it was kind of a joke question, but kind of serious. Like does does it really push the envelope? I as far as Marvel goes, I'm not saying this is the fucking grudge, okay? I'm not saying this is the ring, but as far as horror goes, yes, I, this definitely pushes it. And I'd say like it has its funny moments. This movie has funny moments, man, and you will laugh at certain points. Wong is snarky and funny, and and uh, there's some laugh out loud moments, but not too many. This is not like Thor Ragnarok. This is not like Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's just like fucking you're laughing all the time. It takes a serious dark tone, and yeah, you see some blood. You don't see, you don't see fucking, you know, like super gore or nothing like that. But you, you see, you see blood. Shit gets violent. That's awesome. Um, just a real quick Ramy geek question: Did you uh, did you spot the car? Uh, I was looking, and I think I did. Okay, it was quick, and I was like, "Oh my god, go back, go back!" I was like, "I can't rewind it. This is not home." <laughs> I think I did though, and I think, I think it might. When you watch the movie, Jake, look for a car that's floating. Okay. And then tell me, because I think that's, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I think you might have answered this question already, just kind of with your preamble, but were there any cameos that actually surprised you? Hmm. I would say no. Okay. No, 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 no. Like, like... There was a ca- now, I wouldn't use the word surprise, but there was a cameo that I wasn't expecting. And it's not going to be like mind blowing to anybody when it happens. And it happens relatively early in the movie. It's not a surprising. I mean, it's not like, you know, they drop this massive MCU character. It's not like all of a sudden Silver Surfer shows up in this movie. Um, but there is a character that I wasn't expecting that does make an appearance in the movie and that's it's pretty it's relatively early on and it's and it's really nothing to write home about okay okay um shoot how was american chavez here's the thing if anybody leaves this theater and says oh man she was fucking terrible they're wrong if anybody leaves the theater and says oh my god she was amazing in the best part of the movie they're also wrong they, <laughs> she's fine like she for a lot of the movie she's just there because of her it's like her power is like a big kind of like um uh it's a battle with her power like they don't understand it i mean we know from like the merchandise and from the trailer and all this stuff that and from the comics that she's able to bounce between the multiverse her power is a big it's a big deal in this movie and a lot of her is just used for that. You really don't get to know a lot about her. Like, you really don't get to know her personality. There is a part at the beginning where she does. There's a joke about um, Spider-Man that was kind of funny. And that's like really there's not a lot more about her character that's jokey. Um, we do get to see like a flashback of her past and like where she came from. And that's interesting from like an origin story point. And I think that that'll be used like maybe in a future Disney Plus series or maybe her. Yeah, maybe her own Disney Plus series where they'll kind of branch off. There's a lot of setup to her and there's a, yeah, just a lot of setup to her. But she was she was fine. She was neither. I mean, the, the reports of reshoots and her testing bad with audiences. I don't think audiences would have been watching her and been like, oh, my God, she's terrible. I just think audience might have been like, just kind of like, OK, she, yeah, she was she was being uh, she's in the movie. She was she was there and they were trying to, you know, figure out her power. And I mean, she's more of a uh, She's not like a main player. This is really Wanda and Strange's movie. And she is just kind of, 
She sounds like she's kind of like a MacGuffin. A MacGuffin. I wanted to use that word, but I didn't know if that was the right term to give her. She is kind of the MacGuffin in the movie, yes. Okay. That's cool. I I like that. And you're talking about the reshoots. Like, I've read a lot of interviews this week with Raimi just because it's so cool to, like, you know, see him talking about stuff again. We haven't heard him forever. And, um, you know, you can't trust 100% what he says. He could be giving very political answers. But he talks about the reshoots. A lot of people have asked him about them. And he seems to point towards they showed the movie to a lot of test audiences. There was a lot of stuff going on. The movie doesn't really have a previously on. And audiences were getting confused at certain beats. And the reshoots Uh. were basically to tighten up some of the story elements that test audiences that weren't familiar with the entire saga that came before weren't getting. That makes sense. I I think that... Um, there's definitely a couple of scenes that kind of give you glimpses at WandaVision. Okay. That may bet that those were the add-ons. Like yes. That kind of stuff. Yes. Yes. I find that a lot more believable than like the stuff about it's because American Chavez was bad. Sounds exactly like the kind of stuff like internet trolls would make up to say negative things about this movie. So I kind of lean towards what Raimi, I think Raimi's telling us the truth. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, yeah, I, I bet he's telling us the truth. I don't think that reshoots, reshoots definitely weren't to get, I think like additional, cameos and stuff like that in there. I really don't think that that was the case. Yeah, it's really interesting seeing, like, you've obviously seen the movie, and, you know, I've seen enough of the trailers and TV spots to know that, like, Raimi's style is definitely intact. It makes you wonder what Scott Derrickson wanted to do that, like, Disney was so opposed to. It's very weird. Well, I mean, we know, it sounds like um, Raimi... And I don't know. And I don't know. Like, it sounds like from all the rumors that we heard that he was going to incorporate the character of Nightmare into his and that was going to be his main villain. And I think with the introduction of Disney Plus and them getting the WandaVision series, maybe he was just, you know, I don't see why he wouldn't want to be involved and work with, you know, Elizabeth Olsen and and all that. But Sounds like he had a completely, if we can believe the nightmare reports and stuff, sounds like he had a completely different movie in store for us. See, that makes a lot more sense than they wouldn't let him go like as dark as they wanted. He probably just got fed up with the idea of doing a sequel to a movie that wasn't his original movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you're going to see his name in there as a producer, but I'm sure, you know, maybe they use some of his, you know, he did kick off the first film and he was at one point attached to this and maybe they took some notes from him but other than that this felt very much like a Raimi movie and Scott Derrickson had no influence just Ted Raimi show up I didn't see him <laughs> I didn't see him yeah usually if he was going to show up they wouldn't like hide him yeah He'd obnoxiously be there yeah unless he's like <laughs> unless he's the eyeball for Gargantos I I I don't I didn't see him that would be an awesome well, did you see it with a packed crowd no, it was a it was a press screening. There were maybe seven or eight people total in the theater. What was that atmosphere like? I mean, you might have already gotten into this. But. Kind of. <laughs> it was. I mean, there were there was a point where I am like laughing out loud, and like it's you know other people were snickering and stuff like that, but like it was really kind of. It was a very laid back crowd. <laughs> so, I mean, they're critics, so they're just, it wasn't like, like, I know I'm sure some of them were MCU fans, you know, cause like even after it was done, like we all kind of like went out and they were talking about it and stuff like that. But, you know, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't like opening night crowd, dude, where like, uh, everybody's just like in on it and, you know, cheering and shit. It was nothing like that. There were, there was a one gasp. But I mean, it's gotcha. Or even like some of the other, like before the movie came out, releases you saw, like you saw those with full crowds, like um, mm-hmm. um, Shang Chi. Oh yeah. And uh, so it wasn't like that experience. It was at all. nothing like that. No. That's cool. So you're still going to get that opening night crowd experience, and you're kind of mm-hmm. you're definitely pre-gamed for it. You're kind of going to know what the big moments are that might like get the crowds really stirring. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, I will. I will say, you know, we've seen you know Patrick Stewart, but when he when he um, when we first when he first kind of like comes out, um, this is the minorest of spoilers. You hear the X Men '90s animated theme song. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool. I love that they've had what ten plus x-men live action movies and they don't have any iconic piece of music that they can pull from there that they have to go to the i mean i they chose wisely that's what i would have picked too but well he looks like the animated version man it's insane it's really cool (laughs) that's really awesome i mean we never thought we'd see him again after you know the logan send-off and Mm -hmm. i was kind of a little bit anti seeing him again but i think they found the perfect way to make that possible and not take anything away from what happened in logan Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was. It's it's definitely not the version of him from Logan, though. Oh, no. No, I wouldn't think so. No. I wouldn't think so. Oh, man. What else? What else? Like, oh, I just don't want to straight up outright ask you spoiler questions. Um, does the movie have a conclusion or does it feel very open ended? Uh, I mean, how do I? There is... It's just like all movies, like there is a clear ending, but there's also like a, a, a like an opening for another kind of story. And then like, where does this leave certain characters? So like those questions are still still open. It's it's hard. To, that's hard to answer. OK, yeah. Do they do a uh, Doctor Strange will return in the credits? Yes. OK, that's cool. You never know how to take that, though. You never know if that means just a full on solo movie or just he's going to show up in some event somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I've heard a lot of great stuff about the music. I'm really excited to hear what Danny Elfman's done. Um, I can't imagine the same Raimi Marvel movie without Danny Elfman doing the music. So it's it's nice to hear. I mean, I assume you thought it was great, too. It was very good. It was very good. I did enjoy it quite a bit. So I think fans will, I think fans will get into it. Yeah, that's God, I'm so excited you talking about how you're going to like see like how some scenes just straight up remind you of evil dead movies or army of darkness. Like I've kind of caught pieces of that in the trailer. Like the very first time I saw the trailer, I, you know, and I saw Dr. Strange talking to himself, my brain went, you know, I'm good ash and you're bad ash. (laughs) Yeah. Like it it just had that vibe to it, but Oh man, I'm sure like Raimi probably did voice work in this movie. I would imagine. Cause like anytime some kind of creature or monster speaks in any of his older movies, it's almost always him talking. Uh, I'd have to go back. Um, there are like these, there are these creatures and I won't even tell you where they show up, but there are these creatures in the movie and they look straight up like, and Connor and I actually talked about this today and he thought the same thing. He was going to tell me the same thing. They look like they came straight out of that Shazam movie. Do you remember those creatures in the Shazam yeah movie like that boardroom and all that and like there are creatures that look kind of like they have that shazam looking feel to them these monsters that you see in the movie at one point in time um but i can't recall if they're like what noises and sounds they make or whatever so is there an animated sequence in this movie there is there is um and you'll be I'm telling you when, you know, in the commercial where they show you, you know, him going into flip him and America Chavez being pushed into the different multiverse universes um, there, they go through so quickly, man. Like it's going to I mean, somebody's going to have to video this stuff and um, slow it down. Um, There's one that looks like um, what's that? screensaver the pipe screensaver on your computer remember the old computers they had like that pipe screensaver i do i know exactly what you're talking about there's one it's like that and it looks like a bunch of pipes and there's like a drone flying around and and but all the pipes are kind of like a like a titanium or something and there's like a drone flying around and i was like wondering if that was kind of like a a futuristic ultron world or something um, but they go through so quickly, man. Like the animated one, you see it really quick. And okay, so there's not an actual sequence 
in no. like animated sequence. It's no. just a blip of yes. the animated. They're world. just bouncing in. I mean, there's like seven or eight of them that they go through really quickly and you don't stop on one until the last one. So Okay. Oh, that's really cool though. Um, are you excited to see this in 3D now after seeing it? I am. I am. I'm excited to see it in 3D. Um, I mean, and not just for like the um, crazy tentacled monster Gargantos. There, there's other just other scenes that I think are going to look really cool um, in uh, in the movie. I, you know, Connor even talked about it when we, uh, uh, you know, when we were talking about there's a, there's a hallway scene and. And, uh, you know, Scarlet Witch is like limping down the hall. I think the hallway scene of her limping down the hall and coming after them. And it reminded me of James Cameron's Aliens, you know, like with the mm-hmm. Marines running. The hospital. Uh, uh, the Marines running, you know, in the ship and stuff like that. And and down the corridors and stuff, trying to get away from the alien and stuff. And And it was almost like, you know... Doctor Strange and America Chavez, you know, are are running away from the alien. The alien happens to be fucking Scarlet Witch, you know. Oh, that's really cool. Um, how are the performances? Like, um, I assume Benedict and Elizabeth have to play a lot of different versions of themselves. Do, do they both really turn it in? Benedict has to play more, I think. Yes, more versions of himself. Um He's he's very good, but Elizabeth Olsen honestly is just like the the turn from her character. She is just she just takes it to another level. She's really 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 fucking good in this. She's really good. She kind of steals the movie. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. A lot of people are going to be so happy about that. I mean, she's been such a fan favorite character, and really until the last like couple years they really have never done her the service that she's deserved have they ever called her scarlet witch in the in in, they, in wandavision yeah they did in the last episode I okay guess. yeah do they still call her that here she refers to herself oh nice that's awesome so yeah that was a big deal when they did it in the last episode of wandavision yeah. that's probably the coolest thing to happen in the last episode of wandavision yeah she was really she was really good she was excellent in this Oh, man, I, I can't really think of anything else to ask you that's just not outright, like, spoilery plot beat stuff. So I, 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 if I don't know it, I, yeah. I, I'm going to keep it under the blanket, I think. Yeah. I will say that I think that you will love the Bruce Campbell cameo. Oh, yeah. You, you sent me a message right away that it was great. I, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Man. Oh, man. I hope I hope this does well. I hope people receive it really well because – Damn, I want to see more Raimi. Yeah. I don't want him to hide away for 12 more years. Yeah, I think I think people are going to like this a lot. I do think like if somebody does have a problem with it, I think they were just expecting more. And I think you need to temper your expectations and just enjoy it for the story. Because I think I I think it's a I think it's an interesting story and and um yeah, I I I really I really dug it, man. I really dug it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I can see people having that attitude. And then maybe when they watch it a second time and their expectations have been a little bit tampered, they'll they'll appreciate it a little bit more. I can't blame Rami. I can't blame anybody else. I think it was like, you know, you've got a lot of the people out there with like the spoilers and the spoilers just kind of like getting ramped up and ramped up. You're, you Oh, we're going to see this person. We're going to see that person. We're going to see this. This is the, you know, and and I mean, what we do get is a lot of fun. What we do get is a lot of fun. So. That's just, awesome. Yeah. So no Tom Cruise. You want to know? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the answer is no. But I, you can tell me yes if it's yes. There's no Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I wonder what happened there. It'd be interest, interesting to hear once this movie's been out a few yeah. years, like some of the behind-the-scenes stories about some of the choices they made. Well, I mean, I, there were rumors that they even asked Joaquin Phoenix to to pop in as a variant version of Doctor Strange. And, uh, I mean, Jake, I don't know if we can chalk these up to, like, were these really things that they actually pursued, or is this just people making shit up, you know? so Yeah, that some of the... Like the leaked shots were so convincing with the Tom Cruise thing, though. I know. Like yeah. there was, if it wasn't for those photos, I, it feels like something really close happened there. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I was really hoping to see that. But what we do get is really awesome, though. So what we do get is awesome, though. I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I just think, you know, some people might be expecting even more. And when they don't get it, you know, they it might leave them, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, I was hoping for this, I was hoping for that. But I think at its core, it's and the movie moves pretty good. I mean, it's like two hours, so. Yeah, yeah. Raimi's great at pacing. That's like one of my favorite things about him. Just the way he films his action sequences Mm -hmm. and the pacing of his movies is just, oh, it's so good. Like it really holds up the way he films action. Like he's not a quick cut guy and he knows exactly when to move on to the next thing. You're never confused as to what happened in that action sequence. So I, oh man, I can't wait to see it. I'd say like the Gargantos action scene is a lot of fun. It looks really cool. And I think it is going to, I think it will look really good in 3D. Um, uh, the, the, I guess maybe like the, you know, there is, and then we, you see this in the trailer, the, the battle at Camartage is kind of cut and paste. It feel I wanted to I guess I want to see like, you know, these Camartage magicians do a little bit more interesting things with their magic other than just make shields and make it look very like a medieval battle, but with magic. And that's what it felt like. Mm, Gotcha. They went more for make this look like a beautiful painting shot than they did really defining any powers or abilities. Yeah, everybody was like, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, You know, everybody's putting up a shield and trying to keep, you know, the baddie out and stuff like that. And it, it felt very much like just watching like a medieval movie where everybody's got like their actual shields up, you know, and I don't know. I just I wasn't I didn't I didn't think that that was too creative or. Or interesting, you know. It'd have been nice to see like different, different students at different levels being able to perform different magic spells and stuff like that. And it was really kind of, kind of (laughs) boring. So, (laughs) what's the running time of this movie? Two hours and six minutes. Two hours six minutes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that's perfect. Like, I mean, I haven't even seen the movie, but I mean, I you know, it's. I've talked a lot about how I don't like movies to be that long, and I. That seems like a perfect tight time for me. It's good. It's good, man. I'm glad it wasn't like two and a half, two forty five. Um, we didn't need it. Uh, I think it's a good time. Um, you know, the little the 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 bull guy, Rentra, very small, very small role in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I remember him from the trailer. Yeah, yeah, very small role. And like some of the reports were like he was going to have a huge. You know, role in the movie. No, very, very small. <laughs> he'll, he'll get his Disney Plus spin off. Yeah, right. The Urantra Disney Plus series. Looking forward to it. <laughs> you, I think you're going to love it. I think if you're a Raimi fan, you're going to love it. I, 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 man, I can't imagine Raimi fans walking out of this and, and not feeling like they got to, to watch Sam Raimi's, you know, artistic ability come through in a Marvel movie. Um, another Marvel movie. I, I really feel like people are going to enjoy this. Yeah, I... I got to imagine I'm going to feel better walking out of this than I did Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, I mean, um, I enjoyed that movie for what it was, but it was still, you know, that's a hard, that's a hard fucking property to take on, even if you are Sam Raimi. No, I agree. And I did not dislike that movie either, but it hasn't held the test of time very well. I, I kind of revisited it a couple of years ago. Oh, really? I definitely enjoyed it more. The first time I saw it that yeah. I did recently. Yeah, I haven't watched it in years. And I watched it when it first came out, saw it in the theater, and I, I enjoyed it. And, yeah, I haven't revisited that one. Yeah, don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you have great memories of it. You should, you should I'll keep them that way, man. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I saw it in the theater, and I, was, I walked out, and I was like, all right. That's probably my favorite non-Judy Garland Wizard of Oz thing, you know? Oh, Return to Oz all the way. No, I can't stand that movie, man. <laughs> I saw that when I was a kid, and I was like, none of the characters look the same. This is not The Wizard of Oz. This is weird. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love that movie. Uh, now, we're completely off topic now. Yeah, we are. 
<laughs> man, I yeah, I can't wait for you to watch this one, man. I can't wait for you to watch this one. Yeah, it's, it's going to be crazy going into the theater and watching this one again and knowing what, what things are going to happen and being able to see the audience's reaction. So it'll be cool. It'll be cool. I, I know, I definitely know that... Um, I will say that uh, the mid credit scene is going to confuse a lot of people. People are going to have questions. Okay. It's probably intentional, though, right? Yes. 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 Um, yeah. A little behind-the-scenes question. Have you started your notes already? Not yet, dude. Not yet. I got back at 2 in the morning, and I fucking I went to bed and... Uh, you know, and then I work today, and so I haven't started notes yet. Uh, you know, I will. I need. I need a full night's sleep in order for me to start working on notes. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I'm glad you went, man. I. You were telling me you were thinking about it, and I was like, go, dude. It's like. It's like. Yeah. It's like. It's like one of those opportunities that if I didn't go and I had the opportunity. If I could, I. You know, I was telling Connor. I was like, I had to move mountains to do it, but I did, and. Yeah, man, I'm glad that I did. I'm glad that I did. I feel like I feel I feel a lot more relaxed too. Probably coming into our review when we review it on Saturday because I'll I'll have I'll be able to have the movie watched three or four times. So yeah, I mean, otherwise it would have been less than 48 hours, and here we go. I know exactly, exactly. It can sit with me for a while. So yeah, man, um, I can't wait to watch it with you. Yeah, I'm so excited, dude. I, I wish I could just skip tomorrow. <laughs> yeah yeah i think you're i think you're gonna dig it you're definitely oh my god there's definitely some like heavy like ramy visuals and and it'll it'll give you those feels and definitely like you'll feel like uh, um you know the relationship between palmer and strange you'll be able to see kind of like how how that kind of like felt you know, like going back and watching the old Toby and Kirsten Dunst scenes, you know, between Peter and Mary Jane and and Sam Raimi's kind of take on on Christine, uh, Christine Palmer and Doctor Strange. It's really good, man. It's really good. I don't think it's just the visuals. I think that just the relationships of the characters, you can see Raimi bleeding through. No, I agree. And that that's one of my favorite parts about Raimi, too. Like just like the way he made Toby into that almost a Sam Raimi like character, just like his awkwardness mm-hmm. and you know how he talks to women and all that kind of stuff like i it's exciting to hear that it's not just a big action sci-fi fest that he really does find those moments with the other characters he does it's crazy to hear that rachel mcadams has so much time too that's exciting yeah man they they gave her something in this and i mean i actually got really emotional in a scene and and that's all that's all ramey using what came before and just running with it and and I got emotional in a scene between Strange and, and Palmer. And it's because he knows how to do that. He, he, it's really good. Um, yeah, I can't wait for you to see it, man. Yeah, dude, I'm so pumped. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, that's it. That's it for Doctor Strange. I'm not going to talk about it anymore until we drop our episode uh, on uh, Sunday. Yeah, we'll be recording Saturday. Jake, thank you so much for joining me on this one. Where can people find you, Jake? (laughs) (laughs) They can find me in a coma for the next 30-some hours until this next Doctor Strange movie comes out. Did you ever see that Tim and Eric sketch where, like, like, it was a commercial for something. It was like, oh, God. It was something that would knock you out for, like, certain amount of days until like that one big event like if you wanted to go to a party really bad you like drank this thing and it would knock you out for like so many days until the day of the party oh man that's genius but i i I wouldn't be able to use that i I have to work tomorrow so (laughs) yeah that's true all right guys we'll uh we'll see you later uh and uh yeah um definitely watch dr strange before listening to our next episode